Hello! My name is Kevin, and I'm holding your genitals hostage. And I'm Michael, and I'm playing the keyboard. And welcome to Subtitled Cinema, a podcast dedicated to non-American films. Each week, we'll be watching a film from a different country. We invite you to watch at home so you can follow along. This week, El Mariachi, directed by Robert Rodriguez. El Mariachi, directed by Robert Rodriguez. A micro-budget action comedy following a young mariachi... El Mariachi. Young mariachi, who... (laughs) Being mistaken for a rival mob boss must outwit his pursuers. Don't carry on your weapons in the guitar case. This movie was fire. <laughs> this movie certainly started strong. <laughs> I thought this movie was rocking some heavy metal from beginning to end. I thought this movie was really funny. I yes. thought it was a treat. It I was delightful. I thought it was, you know, it was a goof and a gap. You know? It was, um... Made with less than seven thousand dollars. No, I yes. think it was seven thousand, like two hundred dollars. Yeah, it was, it was uh, seven thousand and change. It was supposed to be nine thousand, and then it was less than that. So talk about like really budget. cutting corners. Yes, that's a micro budget, right? This movie is the the definition, the quintessential, the gold standard of micro budget filmmaking. This Whoa. movie was made with. Hang on. What? Alex, comma who oh, killed? Oh, like, oh let's hang not on, say, hang on. You know, uh, so that, Kevin's that wrong. Budget, that budget. Could have been more. It's definitely less. All right. Well, this movie, <laughs> El Mariachi, was was it's a prime example. Prime example. It was made with seven thousand dollars, a little bit over, and it was the according to Guinness World's Record, the smallest budget to achieve a million dollars in the box office. Over a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, take that. Yeah, like, whoa, okay, not to, like, make such an explicit theme out of our whole podcast here, but uh, punch make above, things with 20 bucks, you yeah, know? Yeah, punch above your weight, you punch know? Above, yeah, do it, you know? Robert Rodrigo made this for practice. Yes, Robert... Rod- do anything. Robert Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez is the director of this film. He's and also, also everything the produ- else. producer, writer, DP, special effect man. Composer. <laughs> You know, no crew. Everything. Well, the crew. The crew. The were, crew was were actors, actors that weren't on. AKA in the shot. no like a, crew. Yes. This is basically just volunteers or just real people <laughs> who just being you know real people paid a real bit. lives, real um, bartender, local hospital person who were giving the movie bad press. Real <laughs> prison wardens. <laughs> yeah, real prison wardens. I think this this movie is kind of an endless bundle of joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely kind of like. <laughs> The most ragtag, rickety production you've ever seen in your life. Definitely, I think. I think this, despite its shortcomings, I think it's still technically like a really solid. I say shortcomings very nicely. I think it just was stylized so effectively mm. that those quote unquote shortcomings didn't really detract in any way, or no. they didn't like super manifest because it was like, well, this is just an artist creating under limitation, which is what we all do. Definitely, I think it used creativity to get around sort of large budgeting issues. Right. Um, and I think the sort of the fabric that it's made with being, you know, the kinds of shots that were in it, sort of how those shots were carried out. The angles. What, yeah, what made its way into the film when it was all said and done, all really kind of speak to creativity and just sort of working within limitations, but getting sort of the maximum return on your, your uh, investment, as it were. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's explore some of these production techniques. Yes, yes. So I didn't realize this because I think he nailed it. There weren't multiple cameras. No. Um, it totally comes off as a multi-camera editing, but instead he would just freeze the action, like scoot over a little and be like, okay, go again. Yeah, and, and just it's keep like, it rolling. Because he shot on film, baby. He, he didn't, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He did shoot on film, 16 millimeter, not 35, yes. which is unusual. Well, in order to stretch the money, 
which he did. Look, he, in his own words, he estimated it would only cost $600, which micro, micro budget, if he didn't have to pay for film processing the works. You know, it was, uh, a lot of the budget was primarily used for, was for, for, film itself, as yes. well as um, transferring the, the film, the film into to video. digital, right? Yeah. yeah, to help with editing. Because cutting film is really hard. Yes. Um, there was no sound, no sound recorded. Typically, they would uh, still on set just kind of replicate the sounds that they would need. That way you get the same room tone, same like sort of yeah, exactly. sound. It's like run the action, everyone's doing it while we're in silent. And yeah. then immediately after that scene, it's like, okay, now say what you just said into this mic. This film would be did. incredible just silent. <laughs> Like, imagine, oh, like, all the scenes true. of just, like, the diegetic sound, which is, like, some guy hitting buttons on a keyboard that aren't making any sound, you know, just but quiet walking. We wouldn't get any of that good, good monologue. Internal monologue. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's needed sometimes to accelerate some things. <laughs> it's needed when you forget to pay for the coconuts and then <laughs> retroactively say free coconuts. <laughs> Look, great workaround. That was. I mean, like, you know, when I'm watching, I, I didn't be like, oh, he forgot to pay for that coconuts because he went, it's free. No, exactly, on. right? Along the lines of those kinds of mistakes, like, any time there was a scene mess up, you know Rodriguez would just cut to a different angle. No, definitely. Get that out of there, you know, post. It's all post. It's all post. Due to the, the body count of this movie, the amount of people Oh, that people died, dying? Yeah. yeah. He ran out of, like, adult men to have in the movie. And so, towards the end, when you get to, um... When you get to Moko's hideout, all of his, like, goons are just, like, a bunch of teenagers. Because oh. he just, like, ran out of adults. That makes sense. They also definitely, like, hated him, you know? They totally did. <laughs> they were like, kill this white man. <laughs> well, the that actor... Bars. The, uh, the blonde yeah, hair, yeah, blue eyes. Didn't speak any Spanish. No. Gringo. He, he learned it all, like, phonetically. New blood. And then just, like, spoke the words, not knowing what he was really Reading saying. Reading them in his note card in his hand, strategically hidden from the camera. Like, oh, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm looking Look, for. Look, man, if it's outside the frame, it's not It doesn't it's not there. count. It's not real. Yeah. It's seriously not real. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite little like tidbit about the production was rodriguez putting a sign in the street that he's shooting on saying he was filming in english so no one knew what it meant he wrote this in english and it had to be translated <laughs> he did write this in english which is so strange right yeah no it kind of is when he wrote this while he was volunteering as a laboratory rat. His words. <laughs> yes. Uh, 3000 of the $7,000. He g got the money from being a, a, a clinical, clinical, like, pharmaceutical test. Uh, uh, he was testing a cholesterol-reducing drug. $100 a day, 30 days. He wrote most of the script while he was locked in the lab. <laughs> Literally in clinical drug trials, like, trying to fund that's the That's where he met the gringo, Peter. Oh, really? The, yeah, that's where he met Moko. Oh, that's awesome. Because Moko was another one of those rats who could not speak <laughs> Spanish. So the two of them were just <laughs> in this, like, lab. Hey, I got an idea. Writing this movie, I get <laughs> That's lovely. There were journalists that were critical of the film being made in the small town. And so in order yeah. to win them over, he... He gave them parts. He gave them parts. That's right. Yeah. Local bartender. Or, yeah, the hotel owner and the bartender. Those were jur the journalists? Those were the journalists. That's who they were. That's Those lovely. were the journalists who were giving him heat. Criticizing yeah. him. Being like, I hate this. That hotel and then owner went, was great, though. Be in my movie then. <gasps> yeah, when he, like, sped up. Every time he had to, like, make a phone call. <laughs> There was no slate. There was no slate. It was the actors holding up their fingers. Yeah. That must have been... You don't need slates, to be honest. You don't need slates. Just whatever. Like just snap, keep track. You know? Yeah. And like, oh, yep, right there. Like, when, you're not even when you're not even syncing your audio like that, like... There was whatever. no lighting sets. It, it was, was lamps. Just, it was just lamps. Two lamps. Yeah, man. Look, you can make it go really far. <laughs> 
Um, as you already said, that keyboard is definitely <laughs> recorded in silence. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Jammed after it, a perfected afterwards. I feel like it kind I of. I feel like you could almost see that, like on screen, because the, sa- the, the the oh yeah, the song he was playing was not like a cohesive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was just hitting stuff, and then they had to work with the footage. They totally, had. Well, you know, kind of work with it. You know, oh no, Dolly. We had a no. broken wheelchair. And just like, you know, still hands. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine actually not having it be that rickety. Like, it looks dang good when you consider that literally that's the, how it was captured. Literally the first thought that I had while watching this movie was a tripod goes a really far away. Oh my god! Because I remember yeah. some shaking in the first couple bits. I'm like, this doesn't have to be shaking. But you know yeah. what? Like, I think we're better for it. Look, it makes it feel, like, very authentic, you, you can know? cut tripods. All you need to make a good movie is, like, one dude who knows how to act. Yeah, and they, like, found and delivered. <laughs> My god, Carlos Carlos did it. That wasn't his in-movie name. That's his actor name. What was his in-movie name Was again? it not just, like, the mariachi? There was a number of bloopers in the movie that, that just, just made it, it in. Yeah, because, I mean, A, reshooting is not an option. And you're not going to cut them out. No, exactly. And this is precious film. Like, once it's shot, Look, you don't I didn't notice them while we were watching, you know? So like, I-, I did definitely notice Which one? one? Of them. All right, there's there's three notable ones Which one that are really notice? fun. I, I noticed when he bumped into a light pole with his gun. Oh, I just thought it was, like, goofy. When he, when he bumped into that light pole, and then he kept a straight face. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I bumped into He just kept going. Well, yeah, exactly. I was like, that seemed like it wasn't perfect. Like, why did that shot okay, okay. not, like, flow well? And it's because it film was It was a blooper. <laughs> Another one is Rodriguez himself is a... visible in one of the shots, I believe, during one of the pickup truck. And <laughs> the, fe- uh, the female... Love interest. Yes. Oh, she, twitching her face. Yeah, her I face did like barely dead. notice that, but like, I didn't that's... notice that. So frankly, get away with that one. It was so small. There was water guns used instead of real guns. Some of them were real guns. Some of them were real guns. Some of them were real guns, and the officer who was supposed to be on set supervising the real guns is asleep on a bench in one of the shots. Oh, that's dandy. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? He really used like every last person he had at his disposal. <laughs> he forgot the metal glove that was supposed to. Uh, Fix up his shot hand. He just had like what duct tape or something. Yeah, he just on duct taped it. it. That's why it's. Hey man, duct tape works. Duct tape. Um, the squibs. <laughs> a squib is like a little pocket of blood where mm-hmm. if you receive like a gunshot, it explodes. All the squibs were just condoms and fake blood. Not and... all of them, because I thought they started out with some squibs and then they ran out. I read that they just that you know some I some squibs maybe, were like, used. Could be maybe the, I'm bugging. It would not surprise me if they did have. Re- "Quote unquote real squibs," and then because and um, then it transferred into the main antagonist, the other guy that was at the clinical trial, um, Moko. His squib blew up. Yeah, it, like detonated and like caused him to fall on the ground in pain, like on shot. Yeah, that was goes to show Like great, great moment. Method F- acting. It was real. It was real. And the tortoise, the tortoise at the beginning of the Improv, movie, Improv baby. It what? It just rolled up. And you know what? It worked, dude. It's on the movie poster. I know. You know what I mean? Like. What a pleasant little surprise. The content guides the vision. (laughs) (laughs) AKA, do whatever you want. Make it work, baby. Draw from what you have. Oh, the severed head? We'll get into that. That That was Rodriguez. It was supposed to be him. I see. Well, good. You know, he He couldn't show up on camera any other way. He was piloting. Except for by accident. (laughs) Uh, 
Robert Rodriguez, the director, the man, we've the been legend, referring to this entire time, he is actually a quaint, not only prolific filmmaker, but a quite successful one at that. Starting from El Mariachi, which then was made into the uh, Mexico his, his trilogy. His quote-unquote trilogy. Yes. They're not like strictly, but no, 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 no. no. Um, if you've heard of Desperado <laughs> with Antonio Banderas, a Spaniard, by the way, that blew up. That got featured in Cannes. You know, I mean, that is definitely, literally, the direct descendant of this movie and subsequent trilogy the second one or rather the third one time in mexico that one being the 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 third one yes however the two and three are quite not exactly related to the first one in any strong sense however rodriguez then went on to make stay with me for this one oh boy from Dusk Till Dawn, as written by Quentin Tarantino, he finds a way. Look, uh, they collab. They collab a lot. They were big fans. Spy Kids. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Machete. I'm just receiving that. What was his role in all of these? Oh, he directed them. Well, he did more than direct them. He has his own mariachi style, which means he does everything. That does kind of mean. And it totally most manifested in El Mariachi, obviously. Like, obviously, obviously, obviously. However, you know, don't think he's not the artor I would behind never, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I would never think, what a man's. What a man's. Anyway, so he uh, eventually became a very prominent production member of... Um, Quentin same, Tarantino's production squad team. The same one. Gang. Is it Tarantino's? Like, does he own it? Uh, or is I, he just also a part of it? I think he's, like, one of the, the head the members head or whatever. Something like that. That all spurred because Reservoir Dogs came out the same time as El Mariachi. So, just think about that for a second. Same year. They look identical. <laughs> uh, one of them has a lot more grain, and it's because the film got blown up twice as much. <laughs> That's all the fun facts I had. That's most of the production. There's oogles more, like, rest assured. Don't look at the backgrounds of the locations. The whole movie took place on the same block. What are we going to do? Drive around? I didn't really pick up on that. Me neither. You know, just kind of city intersections. You can definitely see the hotel behind his shoulder. Is he supposed to be, like, running really far away? But, like... I didn't notice it. I didn't see it. Look what I'm so you know. If that's going over my head, you got away with I'm that. I'm watching as a the narrative. You know, I'm here for the the suspense. Speaking of the narrative, it's pretty straight and simple. <laughs> it starts really strong. It tapers a little in the last third, but that's okay. I, I only think it tapers because it it sort of has to. It is required by the narrative to pull itself together and have an ending. And there were, you know, alternates ending. Rodriguez wanted a big shootout between Moko and the Mariachi. And, you know, that didn't happen. They just dropped him off instead. I will I will say, like, that definitely didn't happen. It was a little... Yeah, right. It felt like it was gone, and then it didn't. Mostly because the person who was lending Rodriguez the camera was like, give it back. Like, <laughs> you have, like, a day. Like, give it back. We're going to sell it. Like, give it back. And Rodriguez is like, uh... <laughs> We're like, we have a day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, talk about making on under limitations, right? They made the whole uh, uh, movie. Well, they made the whole movie. They shot the whole movie in a month. Right, exactly. Mm. Look, the day also, I just made that up now, okay? Don't. Subtitled cinema and its constituents do not take everything we say as fact. Some things are extrapolation. Everything I say is fact. No. <laughs> we won't give anyone money. Kevin keeps saying we'll give people money. We're not going to give anyone money. If you listen to us, we'll give you money. I can't. I don't have any money to give. If you listen and to you us, $2,000 out the door And you know what? Kind of neither day. did Rod... Don't do that. <laughs> 
kind of neither did Rodriguez, okay? Like he he was he was supposed to spend nine thousand in his head, that's what it was. He saved almost two grand, baby, just by being frugal, alright? Like, that's good. I'm shocked that he didn't spend that money. Do you know what I mean? Like if you had, oh, didn't let's say get you to like had nine thousand dollars, it's like how did you during all of that not figure out a way to like Put in a thousand dollars. Because he said the key to making a movie like this on such a budget is to never spend any money. <laughs> because if you start, you won't stop. So he never started. He never started spending money. <laughs> and that's how he was shot under 9,000. So yeah, like, like we said, getting into the movie, ignoring the fact that it loses a little bit of steam. Only because, frankly, in my opinion, the beginning is flawless. I do like, think The opening so. is so, like, the energy. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. There's, there's moments in this movie, and I think the, the opening scene is one of one of such, that it's, it's just powerful. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter necessarily how much money was invested in this one scene. They got their, their set location. They arranged all the angles and so forth so that you can see all the action happening and the you know sound works enough that you understand tension these armed guards are coming in and but they have guns and they're immediately paid off the the warden and they're about to like get into it and then there's a shootout and you're like ah people are dying you know hey i felt it oh i felt it too my initial reaction is like oh this is a movie like boiled down to its bare essentials you know yeah. but that's not even true because so much of it is so uniquely styled like i haven't seen a movie like this where the camera is at kind of like hip yeah. eye level for so much nor like kind of the camera's movement itself all of the kind of breaking of the form you know yeah. like the speeding up slowing down all of those were used like expertly and those are you know those aren't expensive tricks but no. they were used like full effect and so it's not like this was bare bones it was just uh it just wasn't as elaborate it wasn't it wasn't overly elaborate yeah it definitely worked within its confines and it didn't feel constricted it was successful it was very successful so that opening scene was pretty bitching Right, really. Look, that that guard or whatever, the front desk person. Yeah, they got bucks. They got paid by both parties. You know, I she think was they, loving it. They shot that shot like a month in advance, and then that money was the budget for the film. <laughs> stop. And so stop. they spent that. No, <laughs> we're making up production facts again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I'm telling you the it, truth right it's now. Not. <laughs> Azul's a badass. He's definitely Azul, a macho Azul man. looks really good. There's a lot of machismo, like, really enveloped Look, in this movie. Three women in a bed? And three women who can hold their own. Yeah. He was, like, pushing him out of the way. <laughs> he was. That one chick who's always in her purple underwear with the uh, the blue-eyed dude, Moko. Oh, yeah. And he He's was like, don't touch me. Like he was like, get, literally, get off of me. They're literally and on she's that like phone doing all the time. He called him back. Nails. Hey, wait, I thought it was badass when he was Which like, part? when he was about to shoot Moko's men who came to assassinate him. And he's like, take a he's listen. Like, this is going to be you soon. <laughs> then he shot them all. Doesn't Moko die? Yeah, Moko gets shot. Like, Oops. straight through the chest by uh, El Mariachi. By Moko. Oh. Oh, no, sorry. I meant Azul. Doesn't Azul get shot Azul by Moko? Get, uh, yeah, because he kills them both. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> this beginning scene. We segue into El Mariachi. We see him on the road. Yeah. Getting not hitchhiked, LOL. He's like, nobody Angston. loves me. Oh, technology is devouring yeah, our culture. Yeah, sorry all of our movies dunk on modernity, but like, <laughs> don't be modern. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like, be a mariachi. <laughs> what about the good old days when the guitars were gods? It's like, I get it. I, we all had dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa to a bar. He, well, he, he gets a free coconut. That wasn't supposed to be free, but it was. Yes. Uh, he's always it looked like, I was drink. trying to drink one of those. It looked refreshing. He never drank his soda pops, and you know what? Azul only sometimes drank his beer, so. Who knows? Fresca. You know, these men, like, not drinking what they purchase. I love seeing his, um, his boots get shined. 
Yeah, that was. Oh, thanks for touching on that because I super agree. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, this right. is a little touch. He's like getting into it. The this main, look good. The main actor did such a good job. Yeah, I really want to highlight uh, Carlos Gallardo, the lead, our protagonist. El Mariachi. Knocked it out of the park. He did amazing. I, he I, did amazing. I think the, the film really owes its success to, I think, the strength of his performance. He sold it. You know, if he was not, like, killing it, you know, shot in and shot out, I don't think this movie would be nearly as good as it was. If he didn't shoot that look, and watch out for the pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> There's a side eye better in everyone. Sorry, that was so good. Following the chronology as we plummet through this movie, when he shows up at the bar and he's like, I'm a mariachi, like, let me be your bar. And the bartender goes, we got one. Carlos's side eye right here. Ooh, baby. Wow. Second of all. Yeah. (laughs) God, when he's just vibing in the corner with a massive sombrero. I'm like, yeah. Gets out of corner, sets up bar stools, drops like the most fire SoundCloud album I've ever heard in my life. The beat. Oh, Packs it up. <laughs> Goes back into corner. And my Archie is like, what? The bartender's, bartender's like, like yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? We did it. Like, that was like, you see, we have a whole band. And then Azura shows up and he's like, get out of here. I love that he put, he's like, oh, he, he put a he hold this on this. it, opens it up, shoots him, and it's still being held by him. The guy who's like taking I a shit I love how much we saw like them be like dumbfounded by their homies getting slaughtered. Like yeah. how many times did somebody shoot someone else and the, the, the like last one alive is like, oh, huh? Because, you know. And then you, also get shot. You gotta fill up time reacting. <laughs> I guess so. Killer introduction for Azul. I don't yeah. think that, you know, that's not strictly his introduction, obviously, because of the prison. Yeah. But this is kind of like... This is him like showing his, up. What he's doing in response. His him action. Him being like, oh, sorry that you're friends with Mako. Go yeah. screw that. I can't. <laughs> what? Our protagonist goes to our next bar. Goddess. Tries to... All women are queens. All women are queens. <laughs> tries to get employment there. Doesn't work out. Well, kind of... He, well, he no. Well, he he does not off. get employment there. Yeah. yeah. He gets sent off. Goes to a hotel. Hotel. And that's when... Well, well the prior been, to this, yeah, the well, hitsman is like... Watch out for this description. Yeah, Moko put it on the line. Look out for dark, dark dressed and dressed uh, in black with yeah. a guitar case. And then guess what? El mariachi is wearing. And that's like the it's, uniform of a mariachi. It's a, it's a, it's a guitar. <laughs> it's a guitar. And he's wearing black. Yo, when he crosses the corner and then the hotel owner goes. I mean, every time it's sped up like that. Every like, time, every time the form just kind of shifts a little bit. It's, it's per- super pleasant. It's perfect. Hitman come looking for him. That was so good. All the chase scenes are very goofy. I thought the chase scenes were great. I love them. Yeah, I mean, they're really kooky. Him like running around from platform they are. to they're platform. Like, they're like, they're like, we're making a movie, you know? The he gets that by the spinny beachy. like weapon off the wall. That like yeah, star. I thought he was about to take some people out with that, and then mostly he just uses it as like a grappling hook. No, as a you know, when you go across the line. Oh, like zipline? Zipline, yeah, and then he gets hit by a bus. That was awesome. <laughs> was that a blooper? I read a blooper about a bus. Was that one? Um, uh, That's where Rodriguez is, I think, in the shot. Oh. Well, good for him. He deserves it. He does. Mostly piloting. She gives... She receives the best per- performance of his career. Yes. When he's she thinks taking, he's a liar. Taking a bath upstairs... <laughs> She goes up there to make sure I told sure him not to touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have weapons in his suitcase. And uh, she also checks to see if he has uh, the skills. Far better than I ever have. So that was um, not Carlos singing. It was yes. a local musician whom the director, Rodriguez, pitched up to sound like his voice. 
and fooled me. I totally thought it was him. Yeah, I mean, well, all the audio syncs super well, especially considering audio, it's yeah. made after the fact. Exactly. So, like, wow. Films are made in Make post. a movie. Mm. I don't know. I'd love that. I just love the fact that I think it fits with the sort of playing on machismo that the movie kind of does. You know, like, our protagonist is not this big bellied, oh, hearty laughing. Chest out. Yeah, he's, you know, some young dude. Um, sort of an everyman. He's like a silly little twink. Yeah, but now he's sort of thrust into the limelight a little bit, you know. He's certainly thrust into like an assassination attempt. Yes, but it builds up not only him as a man, I suppose, but also... Him as an artiste. <gasps> Look, the crowd loved it. When he wrote yeah. when that original love song that was clearly for the woman. Yeah. Uh, to like a packed bar... Yeah, they went nuts for it. And then it. every other scene, the bar is completely empty. Yeah, that one room is a little different. <laughs> it I was, was, like, it was, it was definitely just like a completely different place. But I'm here for it. I'm it could, so it could have been like another room. It totally could have been. Look, look, suspend your disbelief, all right? Yeah. Connect the dots. You can do it. You, we as have, an audience. We have lamps. Fill in the gaps. <laughs> When that guy just like snaps in front of her face. Oh my god, because she's she's enchanted. How can you not be? Because she's like, oh my god, what? You're like seeing to me? It wasn't subtitled, right? No. Yeah, I remember it being about like, he said Corazon. I remember experiencing it live and being like, oh, he's talking about like, you know, wandering until he finds his love or whatever. But now I can't really remember, so. Whatever. I mean, I think it's sort of true to like his story then thus far. Where, you know, he's like wandering through town, being a mariachi, yeah. and then he finds his love. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I think the most notable or viral scene that comes out of this movie... Easily recognizable. Yes, is the guitar case switch realization on the sidewalk. I thought that was required a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Because, like, like a 60-pound like, guitar case yeah, like, suddenly weighs If not. you have, like, an Uzi in your guitar <laughs> yeah. case, you're going to know if that's but, suddenly oh, not an Uzi. My ammo's really light. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's a it's a somewhat familiar motif. I can't speak for 1992. Maybe this was, you know, more innovative then. But it's, it's something that's familiar, something that's expected, something the movie built up. Still handled in a very stylistic, very unique... Yeah. It, it's, it was tight and cohesive. <laughs> it was. Know, as much as I'd say, kind of this... This movie is tight and cohesive, loosely. I thought it was hilarious. You know, like, he grabs wrong guitar, and he's like, he gets immediately like, gunned. Him thinking to him. that he's gonna die, like, right then and there, and having no idea. He's like, it's my guitar. And then when he looks down, it just is a guitar, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, and then, what? And they're like, oh, it's him. He doesn't even know, like, he has a guitar and in And somebody it. turns a corner, and it's like, With it's, the other, him. it's him. Yeah, and his other two goons are like, what? What? <laughs> Oh, so good. Then he just takes off running. He's such a good, like, running away afraid. He is. Oh, you know what we skimmed over? Let's do it now. What? The dream sequences. Ooh. Those were zany. Those Those were were so fun. They were. I thought they were a great kind of, like, divergence from the narrative. Like a break, so to speak. Yeah, a break is a good way to put it. You know, introducing a subplot, but it's a little bit more... It's not even a subplot. It's just kind of, like, his perspective. It's like an added element. Yeah, definitely. I don't know quite how to approach it, which I think is a good thing. It's very open. We have a gate that kind of leads to nowhere. You know, that open, freestanding door gate thing. So it's like, it's not protecting anything it's not strictly a boundary because you can see through it but it is still kind of like a portal Mm -hmm. so it's like okay we got this weird like door that's not a door because it's not doing its function but it's still a door it's still a pathway it's still a gate right so this very like liminal symbol yeah we have the kid with the ball the kid bouncing the ball and then the kicking the ball the ball turning into his head the ball turning into the head which is very distressing yeah i think i think it was kind of like a a portend of 
doom or death, maybe. It could definitely be foreshadowing, perhaps, his life as a mariachi coming to an mm. end. And kind of how that's being replaced. You know, that childhood dream notion, nostalgia of playing around with this balls, kind of him being a, you know, a mariachi, a living his dream, yeah. his childhood dream, and so forth, his romanticization. And then that's obviously getting, like, eked away as he's, like, killing people, Morphing running into from a people. nightmare. Right. Well, I like that, yeah. As he it, becomes a gangster. Yeah, because it definitely, I definitely did feel like the kid with the ball was that kind of, like, innocence, was that, like, playfulness, was that, like, oh, you know, I, I'm not bothered by anything, I'm not bogged down by, like, yeah. responsibility or gangmen trying to kill me. And then we see the kid in real life, which is pretty cool. Yeah. We see him in the streets around the running, and if I remember correctly, that's at one of the pivotal points where he's, you know, either retaliating or just deeper in with this gang violence. That could also just be a reflection of moving away from childhood dream, etc. I thought the inclusion of the dream sequence really elevated this film in a significant way. You know what I mean? I, I think it added another layer. To, to me, if you want to be like a technically brilliant film, obviously you need subplots and so forth. That's just good storytelling. To have a dream sequence in this, mm-hmm. so to to take already sort of this limited airtime that you have to kind of explore another realm altogether, another like layer within this, to do that creatively, like him waking up like the empty streets or whatever, or him just kind of being in a different area cerebrally, Yes. And to convey that under such limited spaces and how much that contributed to the story as a whole, I thought it really pushed this film in a, in a really good way, in a way that was creative, not purchased. I mean, the whole thing felt, like, very deeply authentic. Yeah. However you want to take that. Like, it's Rodriguez, like, practicing. It's Rodriguez, like, trying things out. And the experimentation, I think, just had huge payoffs. He wasn't limiting himself by conventions as much as he was operating under the limitations we've discussed of budgeting and whatnot. Like, he didn't let anything really hold him back. Even yeah. the budget. I think he made the best bang for his buck. Oh, I agree. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like in in a big significant way, this is the best movie you could make with seven thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. It's definitely up there. I'd be hard pressed to find something better for this budget, you know. Or as very long. hard pressed. There's that last one with Domino. Yes, yeah. where Domino is running away from him, like kind of escaping because they're running through a graveyard. So here's laden with death, very much foreshadowing that she's gonna die but i didn't pick up on that until like retrospect me neither actually which i think is good because it makes it much more implicit yeah you know dream sequences overall we get this this understanding that he's going through some kind of a transition he's like figuring out he's very disoriented each dream he wakes up with a start these are like not only breaks from the narrative of the movie but kind of breaks in his continuity almost like breaks in um how he's experiencing this town how he's experiencing like his life when he's chasing after her there's a turn that she does where her face is all bloodied and then i think he like wakes up out of the distress from that and i think that's like the ultimate foreshadowing of like her downfall and he's chasing after like what he longs for yeah that sounds right yeah you can't get what you chase for because sometimes things happen yeah it's it's already transgressed you know she's dying she's fated to die and definitely like fated to die in a way because when we when we're in like the final shootout both her and azul are dead yeah. far before he gets there which i don't know if is a shortcoming of this movie or is just kind of that that element that's what fate. it was like building you know what i mean to. it wasn't like he was ever close it was definitely gonna happen and then he goes there and like receives the consequences <laughs> i could totally see that interpretation of events because i think it definitely holds with just how these characters have been like converging converging yeah how all these characters were converging how they were always kind of going to converge just in the ways their motivations were pitting them against each other yeah pitting them towards each other that final shootout yes let's go there azul pull out with domingo 
Domingo, Domingo, Dom, Dom, Domino, Domino. Domino. Uh, terrible idea. He was not holding the hostage body in front of him at all. His heart was exposed. Yeah, but well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so nitpicky on my hat. Like ignore me, ignore me. <laughs> but like, if you're gonna take a hostage, like use her as a meat shield. <laughs> Come on, Azul. <laughs> he really just was not like handling his hostage negotiation no, and properly. Look, the moment she went, "Hey, Mo- Moko, I don't care about you." save the mariachi and he's like oh time for me to like obviously fulfill this sort of anger out on you (laughs) yeah time to like time for me to kill you i guess because we had this personal interaction that is coming to life yeah i was like domino like why'd you say that (laughs) (laughs) he takes the motorcycle oh my gosh yeah when the mariachi is whipping yeah oh he never looked better when moko just guns them both down <laughs> that, was, that was nuts <laughs> that was nuts see oh gosh he was so expressive when he goes Gurtiara! oh my gosh when yes. he finally confronts His the mariachi facial expressions mm. off the chart. that was shakespearean it was <laughs> that was like stage acting for the close-up yeah done perfectly and i think he nailed it i think he nailed it too and then his quip explodes and he authentically crumples to his knees yeah he i think he really did like collapse to the did, ground. yeah no that crumple was real yeah. like that crumple was like a look 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 when um the mariachi's pointing his gat at him and all his homies like run away i'm yeah, like ha ha loco you are a bad boss yeah i kind of like just uh, the aesthetic of that shot when they all split leaving him yeah i like yeah there was like we're abandoning him it was it was just like a, like, a crash bag. zoom but also like a cool like like split within the frame yeah yeah it was just very easy on the eye it was it looked again his style's so good yeah his style's so good it's all rodriguez it's all rodriguez. It, it, hey, this is look all watch rodriguez. this movie then watch spy kids and you'll like be enlightened yeah and then watch Rob my mother girl like <laughs> sorry taylor lautner like cgi doing flips and shit like fuck, fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> so everyone dies i mean not everyone dies but like all the key contenders die when he shoots mariachi's hand yeah, he's like, have fun being a guitar after this. Boom! Fucker. Yeah, oh my god, that was so abstractly cruel. Yeah, it's something, you know, when villains just are villainous, like, that's always the, the fucking worst, you know? Be like, Thank oh, God that they are. You're not just shooting him, you're taking, you're away, taking away his, his dream. You're severing him from his ancestors. That's who he is. That is who he is. He didn't even name you, their mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> now he's... One-handed now, now is he gunslinger. What? Now he's like cowboy. He's still El Mariachi. He's gonna bully. Now he's yeah, a suitcase. He's not a Mariachi anymore. Like he can't play. Now he's the Mariachi. Oh my goodness! Now he's like Pitbull owner. <laughs> when he when he um shoves the letter opener into the guitar into the <laughs> motorcycle. Yeah, let's unpack just that last like send off. All this like chock full of symbolism him going because we see the tortoise at the end don't we we do for him to have the tortoise, tortoise all on like, purpose such like significant moments in the film pivotal i don't know what it means <laughs> you get there well it's you know it's improv it's, that's tr- tr- truck along <clears throat> that's just you know left in the look into it the fabric of the film it's just another bloopers making it in workarounds making it in making it well, workarounds make it yeah not even making it in but like you said making it happen like to ha- achieving an effect yeah. Based on, like, these extraneous inclusions. And achieving that effect. Achieving that effect. Because, look, I say I don't know what the tortoise means, but I have all these ideas of what it could mean. And that's, like, that's the movie-watching process, baby. Yeah. That's me and Rodriguez co-creating right there. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene probably was the bathtub. That just got, like, the most, like, straight laugh out of me. 
when she just like sinks her hand like into the water i'm like oh i know like, where we like, are <laughs> yeah right i'm like i understand these stakes listen he's never performed better yeah that got me so much let's talk about like lol diamonds baby you that need was some pressure. Good joke. And that's like a written word joke. Like, you know, that's not a silly physical thing. That's just like a brilliant joke. It's a really good joke. I mean, it relied on the physicality of having a letter yes. opener against your taint. But <sighs> boy, did it land. The song was good. The song was good. It was like, wow, he like is a skilled mariachi. What like, was your favorite he could scene? Hire, be hired. Be well, hired. What was your favorite scene? <laughs> Easily, 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 the other mariachi one-man band on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the bartender was so into it, he was like, hit it! The, the bartender was like, <laughs> like so satisfied by that. <laughs> I love the low angle of his hat, just really, like, his sombrero really took up a lot of that frame. It did, and you know what, we were all better for it. We Look, were. The, the mariachi side-eye, we sat in that performance, okay? We sat in that performance of all those instruments, Bartender's like, yeah. We were in and out I for that guy. I loved it. I loved it. That's a band. And that's a wrap on El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Join us next week for The Wandering Earth, a high sci-fi Chinese epic about humanity's grand efforts to resist the end of the world. Oh, baby, I saw this in theaters, and let me say, whoo, it hits. It's quite grand. Grand is a good word for it. Please watch this one. We love it, too. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Subtitled Cinema, also the name of our website, for movie lists, behind-the-scenes content, and other good fun. He's Michael. And he's Gavin. And thank you for listening.